Hey, it's Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. I hope this message challenges you. I hope that it inspires you. But more importantly, I hope that it helps you grow spiritually. If you want to be a part of what we're doing here at Redefined Church, you can always support us by going to liveredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. How to remain in our relationship with God, and really the five attitudes or principles that help us engage in that relationship. And the last few messages we've really referenced and dug into the story, the story of Mary and Martha. And that's in the New Testament. You find it in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. And today I'm just going to hit 39 one more time. Verse 39 tells us that Mary chose to sit on the floor and listen to Jesus instead of doing housework or instead of focusing on all the details. And we find that in this moment, Mary embodies the five attitudes that we've really been discussing over the past five days, uh, this this past week. And so she was reverent, she was willing, she was expectant, she was relaxed. And finally, today we're talking about how she was alert. And really, I saved the best for last. And sometimes we overlook this just because like, well, I'm awake, so I'm alert. We just kind of assume that one comes with the other. And so today, as we jump into being alert, I want you to know that in 1 Samuel 16, 7, uh, we see that it's quite possible to do the right thing with the wrong attitude. Have you ever done that before? I, I can't tell you it countless times, right? Like how many times have I said, ah, I'm going to do this, but it's only because I have to, right? It comes with a heavy or kind of a burden. I can't tell you how many times in the past as even a dad or a husband, I've thought, man, I'll do this. I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm doing it because I know it's right, because I know it's what I should do but it has nothing to do with really what's in me or in my heart. Do I want to do it? And so um, I think we're all kind of guilty of doing the right thing with the wrong attitude at some point in our life. And if you're not, man, congrats. Uh, You might be just a little bit better than me, and I'm okay with that. And so uh, what we're talking about today, if you see in 1 Samuel 16, 7, this is out of the Living Bible. It says, The Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by a man's face or his height, for this is not the way. This is not the way you are to look at anybody. But God says, I don't make decisions the way that you guys do. He says, men judge by outward appearance, but I look at a man's thoughts. I look at his intentions and I look at his heart. And what I want you to see is in God's eyes, why we do something, why you do something is far more important than what you do. It's really the heart behind it, right? In part four, we talked about the difference in our relationship with God being a half-hearted have-to or an enthusiastic get-to. And for it to be an enthusiastic get-to, you must be alert, right? There's got to be some type or some sort of expectation that comes out of that. And so one of my favorite scriptures uh, in all the Bible is Colossians 3.23. Um, I bring it to my chair time with me every morning. And here's the Holman version. It says, whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord, not for men. And so then when I sit down to meet with God, uh, this is 100% for him. It's because of him. It's out of who he is to me and really what he did by sending his son Jesus for me, right? It's the one thing that I can give back to God. It's my time, right? Yes, we give in church and we we give our time and our talent and our treasure. We talk about it all the time. But man, the one thing that you can't get back is time. When you invest your time in somebody, it's the greatest investment you're ever going to make because you cannot get your time back. And so what I believe in coming to a time, a daily sit down with God or a chair time or a quiet time, whatever word that you want to use to describe it. When I come to that, I know that that the measure that I give is going to be the measure that God gives back to me because I'm giving my time and I'm coming in uh, really embodying these five attitudes, man, God's going to bless me back. And so 
when you sit down to meet with God, this is the one thing that, man, being alert is like it's more than being awake, right? And all these attitudes that we've been talking about, these, these biblical principles of, of actually engaging in a relationship with God, they all work together. And so what you see in the other versions of Colossians 3.23 are this. As opposed to doing it enthusiastically, it says do it willingly, wholeheartedly, with everything, with your whole being. It even says to do it with your soul. And man, when you come to God with that approach, it takes being um, alert to do that, right? Otherwise, we can just kind of slip in and kind of go through the motions and it becomes a half-hearted type of have-to, man. But to be alert means there's some enthusiasm in it. And so I don't know if you've ever noticed, but wherever you find enthusiasm, success shortly follows. Enthusiasm is um, one of the greatest words in the English dictionary, right? It's the one word that's built deeply into into us as people. And sometimes it gets smoldered out really by our circumstances or our surroundings, the people we're with, the TV shows we're watching. Like um, it's real easy for uh, us as uh, human beings to be uh, kind of drowned out with a bunch of negativity, especially, especially today. What I want you to see is the word enthusiasm is derived from two little Greek words, N-E-N and theos, T-H-E-O-S. And those both, both both those words are Greek, and they're the word for theos is the word for God. So then enthusiasm literally means in its root concept, full of God. Enthusiasm means full of God. Maybe this is why enthusiastic people are the most successful people, right? Mary was the first one at Jesus' feet. She was enthusiastic. She was alert. She was ready. She was willing to be there, right? Wouldn't you be that same way too, though? Wouldn't you be enthusiastic if Jesus came to sit at your house? Jesus came to my house. Now, the two things that happen here are, obviously, Mary chooses the right thing, and, and Jesus says it won't be taken away from her. And that's what I want you to see in, inside of your uh, daily chair time, or your daily devotional, or whatever you're calling it again, is that when you choose to meet with God, what you're choosing to do is going to be given. It's going to be multiplied. And because you're choosing the best thing, it won't be taken away from you. That means you're going to get that time. You're going to get that time back. I'm not sure uh, how you've looked at being alert before. Um, it might and it might challenge you a little bit because alert is a sin. Again, we can just overlook it and be like, well, it is it is what it is. I'm, I'm awake, so I'm alert. And I'm just going to challenge you today to add some enthusiasm to your alertness, and you're going to see it go a lot farther. Here's why. The root of that is enthusiasm helps you win. Enthusiasm help me, helps me win. The Bible uses several different words for this idea of being filled with enthusiasm. The number one way is eager. The best way is eager. When you're eager, you're enthusiastic about your relationship with God and your relationship with others, right? There's a lot of life inside of what we're talking about. And so, this idea of being eager or being enthusiastic is taught so many times in the New Testament. I'm going to give you five kind of examples of, of where you see the word eager or enthusiastic. The first, uh, and, and this is the thing, we're told to be this way, to approach God with this attitude, right? And so 1 Peter 5, 2 says, be eager, be eager in your relationship, be eager to serve. 1 Corinthians 14, 12 says, be eager for the gifts of the Spirit. Man, God has gifted you. He's uniquely gifted you. Be eager for that gift. Uh, 2 Corinthians 8.11 says, Have an eager willingness to finish the work of faith we've begun. 
You know, God promises he's going to finish the work that he started in you, and, and you're not finished today. As a matter of fact, a lot of us are just getting started. Romans 8, 9 says, wait in eager expectation for God. In eager expectation, enthusiastic expectation. And then Titus 2, 14, the last one says, be eager to do what is good. Be enthusiastic to do what is good. What I want you to kind of grab a hold of today and believe is that God will help you maintain your enthusiasm if you connect with him and if you remain in him, like the root of this series has been, remain in me, John 15, 5, remain in me and I will remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, it'll be given to you because everything works off of exchange, right? Enthusiasm helps you win. God is going to help you overcome all the difficulties, all the tragedies, all the sorrows, all the headaches, all the quarantine, all the lockdown. He's going to give you victory. Enthusiasm, the word itself tells us that people with enthusiasm will be full of God. Which consequently creates a better world for us and gives us a better life individually just by uh, embodying enthusiasm. Enthusiasm makes life good. Enthusiasm helps you win. 2 Corinthians 2.14 we read, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph through Jesus. Right? Triumphant people are enthusiastic people. Period. People who win are enthusiastic. Show me somebody who's won, and I will show you enthusiasm. Show me a fan base who's won, and I'll show you somebody tearing down goalposts. Show me a, a basketball team that's just won, and I will show you a court being stormed, especially the later you get in the playoffs. Right? Show me a baseball team that's won a state championship, and you will see people going nuts. Enthusiasm breeds success. And wherever you find enthusiasm, you're going to find victory. You're going to find triumph. And God says, if you are enthusiastic, I am in you. I am full of God when I have enthusiasm. And so then I'm going to help you win. If you really live in relationship with God, what you see is he is alive today. And he's more modern today. He's more modern right now than the, than the headline of the paper tomorrow. Right? He has the answers that really answer when we find ourselves in him. In him. And so he's going to keep everything on the up and up for you. He's going to help you overcome your defeats. He's going to make real contribution in you when you remain in him. And that contribution is going to help you be better for the people around you and for the people in your world, starting with your family, obviously, and then into the outside world and, and, and where we go from here. And so then make sure you're bringing enthusiasm to your chair. This is what Jesus meant when he said this in John 15, when he said, remain in me and I will remain in you. When we bring enthusiasm into our relationship with God, when we bring that alertness and that readiness, this is what it means to live in a real relationship with God. This is why you can wake up tomorrow with gladness and with peace, ready to face a new day. A relationship with God that embodies these five principles really, really makes Psalms 118 24 really spring to life in you. It makes you expectant. It makes you willing. It makes you reverent. It makes you relaxed and it makes you alert. What's Psalm 118, 24? This is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. When I ask Oscar, our nine-year-old son, I say, hey, can you tell me what rejoice means? I have to challenge Oscar a lot to be joyful. Okay. 
special at the house. He's the older brother, firstborn. He carries a lot, right? More than he needs to. And we're working with him through that. But when I say, hey, what does rejoice mean? He says, well, re means to do it again. And joyce means to have joy. This is his definition. And so he says, so then I guess that it means uh, to be happy again. Yeah, and now what Psalm 118, 24 says, what a, what a brilliant what a brilliant mind at nine years old. That Yes, that's exactly what God's saying. He's saying, the sun came up, cloudy or not, the sun came up. You have breath, you have life, I've gave you purpose. This is the day. Today's the day that I made. I will rejoice and I will be glad. That makes you alert. That's what makes you alert to say, man, okay, God, new day. Let's go. And so then um, God's not asking for all of you. He's just asking for a little bitty peace. Remember, he created you for a relationship. And so then what you need to see is because you're meeting with God and he wants to speak to you, he wants to move in your life, he wants to work on your behalf, we're going to take a little bit of time and actually meet with him. And so then here's the close. How can we actually be alert outside of uh, the posture of our heart or an attitude adjustment? And what it means to be alert is just to me, it means to be rested and to be ready, unrushed. Man, I'm waking up with some intentionality, and I'm coming in ready, and I'm coming in rested. Rested is the one part that I battle with, right? A newborn right now, he's amazing, but he's keeping us up a lot. He keeps Heather up more than he keeps me up, so I'm not singing that song. But I am saying that it is tough sometimes because we run, 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 and we're busy, busy, busy. If you want to catch up on that, see the past few messages. And so then we, uh, we go to bed because we feel like we have to have some sense of a life, right? We have to have Netflix or something. We have to have some couch time or some chair time. And I get all that. You need to replenish. There's a, there are better ways to replenish. And the number one way is to meet with God every morning. And so then be rested and ready. Here's why. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says this. Be alert, standing firm in your faith, full of courage and strong. Some versions say strong like a man. And strong. Here's the point. Be alert. Stand firm in faith. Be full of courage and strong. Be expectant. Embody that, embody that attitude, right? How are we going to do this? We're just going to shape up in the morning. We're not going to assume that because I'm awake, I'm alert. I need to realize I'm meeting with the creator of heaven and earth, right? I'm meeting with my creator. And so then it's going to be an enthusiastic get to, right? This is something I get to do. And because I'm investing my time, God's going to give it back to me. It's not I don't have time. We approach it rushed and without time to spare. God can't work in that because he didn't have a full heart. Remember, God looks at your intentions. He looks at your heart. He looks at why you're doing something, not what you're doing. If a relationship with God is what you do, we're all missing it. It has to be who we are because of who he is, right? And so then here's the step to that. You have to set an appointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've done that before. Put it on your calendar. Set a reminder. And then set a reminder to, for that reminder, right? Practical things now. Wash your face. Turn on the lights. Grab a cup of coffee if you need to. I'm a coffee guy. I didn't use to like coffee, but the older I get, the more coffee I drink. It is what it is. Then find your chair. Remember, that location is 80% of your success. Find a place where you can't be interrupted. Create a plan and be consistent. Create a plan and be consistent. Knowing this, consistency completes everything. Great intentions are awesome, but they only get you so far. You have to be diligent and you have to be consistent, especially in your relationship with God. 
Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that it challenged you and that you'll take steps this week to have a greater faith and to go deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about what's happening here at Redefine Church, you can visit us online at liveredefine.com. Follow us on social media at Redefine Church or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.